to the Going Deeper podcast with Shane Dwyer. Chance to break open things that lie at the heart of the Catholic faith. Each month, Shane will be in discussion with a different guest who is seeking to live out their Catholic faith today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to our weekly podcast series on different aspects of living the Catholic Christian faith today. My name is Shane Dwyer and I'm your host throughout the series. And each month I'm joined by a different guest who will bring their thoughts and experience to our discussion. And this week, for the final time, we're joined by Melissa Ledwich. Mel is part of the parish leadership team at Evangelization Brisbane. And as always, we'll be discussing a little about our favourite passages of scripture as they help us understand this faith that is so central to our lives. The topic we have in mind today is spiritual curiosity. So Mel, lovely to see you again. Yeah, great to see you, Shane. <laughs> I really appreciate your t- your tenacity in coming back for a fourth session. Oh, well, couldn't keep me away. <laughs> it's great. It's good fun. <laughs> Hopefully you're not firing, finding it too tiring. Some of, some of these things, you know, they can be a little bit spiritually exhausting. Mm. Yeah, you're doing all right from that point of view? Yeah, look, I'll take a nap later maybe. <laughs> I could take a bit of a break afterwards, but right now I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. right now. Well, we're just going to get into it then. Great. And uh, and I just just briefly um, want to pick up on the passage of Scripture that I sent through to you because the topic arises um, out of your response to that passage of Scripture. So I, uh, you know, and as I said, you know, spiritual curiosity. You know, what does it mean to be spiritually curious, I suppose? Uh, and it was premised on this passage of Scripture from John chapter 4, and we have a shortened version of it here. The original is John 4, 5 to 42, but we've just got a verse or two. Can you you read it out for us? Yeah, sure. Many Samaritans of that town believed in Jesus on the strength of the woman's words of testimony. Then having met Jesus themselves, they said, we believe no longer because of what you told us. We have heard him ourselves, and we know that he is indeed the saviour of the world. Thanks, Mel. This is part of that wider... Uh, the wider context of of Jesus' encounter with the, with the woman at the well, mm. and um, and sort of the significance of that as as uh, as a man and a woman, and in a culturally, you know, sensitive time. Uh, are alone together have, having a chat mm. about the way it is that God works, mm. which is fundamentally what their conversation's about, you know, and uh, and uh, and how it is it that God impacts uh, on a person who who's clearly in a stage in her life where she's been really struggling, mm. you know, and uh, and that's the that's the scene here. Mm. Um, you know, and it's very specific to her and what have you, but at the same time it's general, it's, we all have periods in our lives when we struggle, mm. and we're trying to work out what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's who she is fundamentally Absolutely. in this. You yep. know, um, so as you were contemplating the scripture, then you know, Mel, a, a few thoughts came to mind for you, and I'd like to hand over to you uh, just to sort of say, okay, um, how did you find yourself responding to it? Yeah, great. So I think when I when I took it, I took the the scripture as a whole and. The line that I guess stood out to me um, was this one. It said, when the Samaritans come to him, they ask him to stay with him and he stayed there two days. 
That's John 4.40. And so I guess what was striking me was that this whole interaction happens between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. And the Samaritan woman goes away. And what she does is she actually prepares the way for Jesus to come in to this town. And here they are ready to ask him to come and stay with them. Um, so she's done this work of, of just opening the door, just kind of um, coming in. And I think this is what it looks like to be a good evangelist, you know, to share the good news with others and see if their hearts can become open. You know, is there fertile ground here um, that won't resist that, that presence of Christ that we've, we've talked about in earlier kind of podcasts? Um, it's really this, this spirit of, um, for the Samaritans, being curious, you know. Are they, are they curious enough to invite Jesus to come and sit with them? Like, do, you know, they don't know all the answers. They don't really understand who he is. But are they curious enough to let him in and to have a... I guess, an encounter with him mm-hmm. to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's really um, a great example of, of what it's like when we are called to be evangelists is if we're like the Samaritan woman, our role is actually very small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that beginning space where we just help people prepare for Jesus to come and to be with them mm-hmm. um, and to encounter them. Mm-hmm. And then it's in that encounter that... Um, someone is ready to be curious and to look into, I guess, what it is that Jesus is offering them. Mm, I think that's true. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because he he identified the curiosity of the Samaritans uh, themselves in the the town. Mm. Um, And it sort of echoes the woman's initial curiosity. Yeah, that's true. There she is and she's encountering and she's thinking, why is he speaking to me? Mm. Um, Who is he? Uh, now he's talking about living water. Mm. You know, what's that? Yep. Um, uh, we think uh, you know God can be encountered well, where we are. Jews think that that God is to, has to be encountered in the temple. Mm. Um, how does that work? Mm. Uh, where's the Messiah going to come from? So she's she's got all those those questions and and all those thoughts. Mm. Uh, and Jesus responds to her curiosity. Yeah, so true. He does, doesn't he? And he he engages with where she is curious um and i think for us it's a sign of great encouragement that you know if we're feeling curious about anything in the spiritual life or in our relationship with god or in what's happening in our world that this is actually a sign for us to turn to god Mm. because god has something to say that's right and we don't know what the answer might be but our curiosity is something to be um, noticed and even celebrated a little bit Look, yeah. I think so, and in a sense, trusted. Yeah, and trusted too. You it's know, because if, if we've got um, these questions that are, as we think about God and mm. our relationship with God, if we find that questions are arising, mm. it's all right to bring those questions. Mm. And, and look, I, I don't understand such and such. Mm. Um, or what does this mean? Mm. Or how am I going to address uh, such and such in my life, mm. you know, whatever it is, and uh, and they are the sorts of the questions that are really behind the encounter with Jesus, and and the wonderful thing about the, um, she allows those questions to come to the fore, mm. and Jesus isn't put off by those. Mm. He doesn't say, "Don't ask that; that's not important." Mm. He just engages. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I can only imagine that then happening when he comes into the home. 
mm. of the Samaritans, you know, mm. as he's being welcomed in is they've got all of their questions, which probably look very different or maybe some of them are similar to mm. what the, the woman at the well um, was experiencing. But um, the point is, is that um, you dialogue with Jesus, mm. <laughs> you know, and there's always um, something there that... Um, is being offered for you mm. and there is a grace that mm. comes from those conversations with God mm. um, that can really lead you into a place of, of knowing who God is in, mm. a, in a deeper way. It is. Mm. And, you know, I am sort of find myself thinking, you know, it's, um, if I were listening to this, uh, perhaps I'd be thinking, okay, how do I do that? Mm. Um, and, uh, and listeners, you know, it's, it reflects back on something we were talking about in, our, in the first in the series, mm. um, three podcasts ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, what does it mean for, to allow ourselves um, to, to take that moment or few moments and just quietly come into the presence of God mm. uh, and just say, listen, God, this is what I'm wrestling with at the moment. Mm. This is what I don't know. This is what I'm afraid of. Mm. Uh, this is what I can't resolve. Mm. You know, and, and some of those things can be very practical. You know, God, we're, I, I'm, I'm worried about my health at the moment. Mm. You know, where are you mm. uh, in the middle of that? Mm. Or um, I'm in a relationship and, and, and that I just feel that relationship isn't doing me any good. Mm. Um, what am I going to do about that? Mm. Or... Uh, I have children and I'm very worried about those children. Mm. Uh, what does it mean? How can you help me with that? Mm. Often often our questions, that they can be spiritual. Mm. Yep. You know, what does it mean to be holy? What does it mean to be there? Yep. Or, or they can be very practical. Yeah, yeah, they can. Absolutely. I mean, an example that's coming to mind is um, actually... Um, when my husband and I were discerning the pregnancy that I'm, you know, currently kind of going through and, mm. you know, when's the right time to have, you know, the next child? This is not a uh, an easy answer to work out from God. Mm. And so, you know, coming to God in prayer and um, working that through... I guess, do you want me to share a little bit about what that was like? Um, if you're just, comfortable Yeah, no, I am. It. I am yeah. comfortable. Um, but um, for, for me, um, you know, it was very, very unclear at the beginning. And so I brought it to prayer and brought it to, to God. And, and basically what happened is um, my question around, you know, is this the right time for, for a new child in our family? And um, what I would feel, feel is fear. So what I was experiencing in the prayer was the sense of, oh, I don't know if I can do this at the moment. You know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of work, you know, um, all these sort of different competing things. And there was this fear. And as I sat with it, um, the point was to sit with it. And then as I sat with it, God did something. God um, reminded me of the scripture of love casts out all fear. And there was this invitation to say, that actually my fear in this space, it, it, it wasn't as big as I thought it was. And that love in that space was so much bigger than I thought it was. And it was like, it was like what God did was um, he took the fear away. And it was like, oh my goodness, it's the time. This is the time. It's now. Like it's, it's I wouldn't have planned it as such, but here's God responding to my curiosity, responding to my question and changing it 
for me so that I could have a, clear, a clarity around what to do. Now, it's not always clear when I bring questions to God. There are certainly questions I still bring to God that I'm still wrestling with. Um, but when he does move, it's because timing for him has worked in such a way that he, he's, he's not interested in making my life harder. <laughs> he actually wants to help me try and live, um, you know, the best life that he's calling me to. And so I guess that's just a real example of, you know, a reality life question being brought to, to God in a moment of prayer. And it's just with a curiosity of, well, what, 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 what do you want? What, what's, what's your plan right now? And then going through the process of actually working with God in terms of, well, what am I being called to? And then will I say yes? Mm. Well, will we say, well, because I think it's time to say yes to <laughs> the second passage of scripture. Sounds good. <laughs> it's a good one. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, uh, and I, I said to you before we started, you know, I really want to incorporate this one this time because you've got some wonderful sort of thoughts there. And it's also one of my favorite passages of scripture. It comes up again oh, and again. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and, uh, and the transfiguration mm. and, uh, and what that's about. And uh, we've got, again, just the shortened version mm-hmm. uh, of it here. But uh, it's, uh, from this version is from Matthew 17. So listeners, if you w- want to see the full version, just, just look it up there. It's the beginning of, the, of that chapter. And it goes like this. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became bright as light. What was it about this passage of scripture, Mel, that you thought, yeah, let's talk about that? Yeah, um, I guess when I was um, trying to work out what scriptures I would offer to you, some of the most... um, powerful scriptures that have had an impact on my life came to mind and the transfiguration is one of those scriptures so um again I had um I had a very very real encounter moment with Jesus through this particular scripture um again I was in a situation where I was on a retreat and I'd actually um wanted to try and learn a bit more about um, imaginative prayer so the Ignatian practice of imaginative prayer and the whole point of imagine, um, imaginative prayer is that you, you know, read the scripture a couple of times and you try and imagine yourself in, in, the, in the setting. And the reason I've only given you the first two verses of this scripture is because um, what happens is if you feel that something resonates with you, you stay there. You stay in that space because that means that God's doing something. And for me, um, when we took this passage um, in that setting... Um, I didn't get very far. I got to this point of um, Jesus being transfigured and imagining myself having walked up this mountain with him, seeing this, you know, spectacular bright light of him, you know, being transfigured and what that glory looks like. And I didn't get too caught up in those details. Um, He came back down off kind of his his glowiness, <laughs> I guess for lack of a better word. Um, and, you know, there were the two other disciples next to him, um, or the three others, and I was there too. So I was an extra person and I was me in this space. And as I'm seeing Jesus become human again, um, he, he had his back to me um, whilst he sort of came down, but then he sort of turns around and he kind of, he looks me in the eye. And um, he then offers 
his his hand toward me. So I I, I see I see this Jesus who's just been transfigured and come down, and there he is turning to me, looking eyes locking eyes with me, and then offering his hand out. And what happens next is a surprise for me because my reaction in my imagination is that I take a step back. And it's in that moment of taking a step back that I am transfixed in that space. I'm, I'm, not, I'm no longer following the prayer. <laughs> I'm no longer listening to the rest of the scripture. There is something here that God is doing. And so what has happened is I am surprised. I'm surprised by my reaction to step away because at this point I had thought that I was on a journey, that I was following Jesus, that I was all in. Everything is, you know, it's very clear, it's very easy. This is, this is, this is just the trajectory of my life from here. And yet here I am when Jesus invites me with his hand out um, I'm stepping back. And I think what that created in me was this sense of I'm not comfortable with Jesus inviting me right now. I'm full of fear. I'm anxious. I'm like I want to run away. Like my my step back is to say, no, I want distance. I don't want to be closer. I want distance. And so I sit in this space um, for the rest of the workshop you know, everybody else is great. They kind of, you know, finish their prayer and everyone's socialising and I'm sitting in this turmoil of this realisation within me that actually I don't want to follow. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be called into something closer with Christ. I, I'm quite happy where we are. If not, I could use a bit more distance. And I'm disappointed in myself. So I'm sitting in this space of struggle and... and um, you know, feeling all this, um, all these feelings about, about my reaction. And so we, we head off to dinner and I'm still in that space and then we go into the night session. And it's in the night session that it's revealed that the conversation tonight is about committing yourself to, to Christ or some kind of like, you know, making a commitment. And I'm just listening to the talk and I'm angry. <laughs> I'm actually sitting there in, in, the, in the crowd going, this sucks. Like, why are we wasting a night on commitment to Christ? Of course, everybody's committed you know, knowing that I've had this experience in prayer, but just completely disengaged with what's happening at the front. And then what happens is there, um, there's a moment when um, they bring out Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And so this is kind of becoming the kind of more experiential part of the night. And up until this night, they'd had these prayer teams every night in the days before, and I'd been so uninterested in them that I hadn't even given them a second thought. I thought, great for some people, not for me. And yet what happens is they bring Jesus out and I remember kneeling as they bring Jesus past my my row and then I see the Eucharist and I see Jesus and I know, like, I know it's Jesus. I've, you know, I've already been through that experience. But what I feel is this... um, this inadequacy in myself to follow him. And so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this need for um, someone to come and help me because I want to be close to Jesus, but I can't. 
I'm stuck where I'm at and my my prayer experience had revealed to me how much I, I actually can't say yes to what God's calling me to. And so by the time, you know, the first song is kind of finished, I'm, I'm like, I need to go to prayer teams. I don't even care what they're doing in prayer teams. I just need someone to pray with me. Like, I just need someone to come alongside me and do the work that I can't do right now, which is actually help me, you know, kind of follow what Jesus is calling me to. And so I end up going over to prayer teams, and this is the first time that I've done it. And, you know, they say, oh, you know, what do you want prayer for? And I said, you know, I want to commit my, my life to Christ. I want to follow Jesus. And, um, and it's in that moment that I have a really strong encounter with God. And he does, he does use my imagination in that space. And, and I, um, yeah, I have this experience of prayer, of feeling an overwhelming peace, mm-hmm. of feeling a sense of great joy. It's almost like all of my fear and all of my anxiety that had come from my own response of stepping away from Jesus's invitation had turned itself around. And here I was um, almost restored. And it was almost having that, I guess, support from somebody else to pray for me um, had been the bridge that I needed so that I could actually um, come to a place of, of, of actually finding joy again and then I think I think what I did do the next day is I took up the scripture again (laughs) and you know I think I think my brain probably did a few shortcuts but you know it was it was definitely a much calmer experience and a much more oh yes like this is I want to follow you like this is much more in the normal realm of prayer than what I had experienced the day before but it was a profound experience for me that has had an impact on my life since that moment um so yeah I guess this passage for me is 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 a particular one that will continue to um bless my life into the future as well now we're going to do something that uh that we haven't done before in these podcasts if that's all right with you okay um, it's just as as I'm listening to you and uh and I'm trying to pay attention to uh, obviously to what you're saying, but also how the, the, the spirit in me is, is responding mm. uh, to what you're saying. Um, if you're comfortable with it, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to invite you uh, to pray for our listeners. Mm. And uh, and listeners, I'd just like you um, just to, just to stop stop whatever you're doing at the moment, and uh, and in whatever way sort of works for you, just be aware of the fact that uh, that God is inviting you more and more deeply into a relationship with him. Uh, in light of what Mel was saying, we all understand that we can be ambivalent about that. Uh, we both want it, mm. um, but in a sense we want to be in control of it. It's, uh, mm. God, you can only take me so far. I, I want to be able to recognize my life. I want to be able to know, you know, and... And uh, and if in saying yes to you, you know, I, I can be a little bit afraid of that, and uh, and what that will mean. Even though our faith tells us God's on our side, mm-hmm. and He's not going to do anything to hurt us, and and all those sorts of things. Now, would you feel comfortable just just praying for our listeners mm-hmm. that uh, that they that they receive uh, God's peace and uh, and that openness of heart? Uh, that allows them to respond to God. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Okay, thank you. Right. 
So we'll begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you for the way in which you journey with us in our lives. We thank you for the overwhelming love that you have for us, a healing love, a love that leads us forward, a love that brings life. Jesus, I'd like to pray for all of our listeners today that whatever they have in their lives at the moment that is bothering them, is troubling them, is causing any anxiety, is causing pain or suffering, Lord. I ask for your grace to come upon them that they might hand that over to you. That you, Lord, would take that and that you would give them peace. Lord, I pray that our listeners might know you in a way that they hadn't known you before now. That you would reveal yourself to them in all your love, in all your mercy. Thank you, God, for being so faithful to us. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, everybody. And, uh, and on your behalf, I, uh, Mel, I, I really thank you for these, uh, these four sessions together and, uh, and just giving us all a, a little insight into uh, the way that God's at work in your life. Mm. And uh, and for your ability to share that and uh, and what have you, and um, everybody will will pick up with a, with another guest uh, next week. I can't remember who we got coming along, but David will get get it organised. And uh, in the meantime, just every blessing on your life. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>